Hey, this is Kevin from Kevin's Barbecue Joints, and welcome to the Kevin's Barbecue Joints podcast. This one's so great. It's with Kelsey Probielski. She is from BarbaQuest, which is on Hulu. There's three seasons. Th- season three just came out in August. You could also watch it for free at the Texas Beef Council website, which is beefloveandtexans.com. I'll put links to all that below. I've been wanting to talk to Kelsey for a long time because I wanted to share her story hear little tidbits about the different episodes and especially now having seen season three it's so spectacular so well done so well produced so tight and her co-host is Jess Pryles who she was with on the very first episode and the Austin episode this season is just the two of them whereas the other seasons were were different than those and we discuss all of that I want you guys get to know her background how she got the gig, which is extremely interesting. It's a great window into a world that I had no idea about. So that was that was really interesting. And then we talk about barbecue joints, obviously. In this new season, there's a lot of great places, and they also talk to cattle ranchers, and it's really, really well done. So I don't want to get too into that because we talk about it during the episode. We also talk about her connection to Jake at State Farm and what Jake at State Farm's real name is. So that's something that you can learn. It's about half an hour into the episode. I can't thank Kelsey enough for taking the time. We talked probably for another hour, like half an hour before, half an hour after. She's awesome, so funny, so engaging. I really think you're going to love this. I have a website at kevinsbbqjoints.com. I'm at kevinsbbqjoints on all the social media. But at the end, stay safe and visit your local barbecue joint. I'm Kelsey Probilski, a barbecue enthusiast and native Texan. And I'm Jess Pryles, hardcore carnival, live fire chef, and meat expert. I've been all over Texas tasting some of the best barbecue in the state. But this time around, Jess is taking me beyond the pit to discover the people and places that make Texas barbecue so legendary. Good afternoon, Kelsey. How are you? I'm good. We haven't been talking for 24 minutes. <laughs> no, no, not at all. We haven't restarted this conversation again. But I, uh, I wanted to talk to you about BarbaQuest, and I also wanted to talk. And I, and I, and I mentioned to you off camera. I was, I called it BBQ Quest. I don't know. Just I've growing up reading books. I call care. I just I mispronounce things. So I've been doing that for a while. Most people call it that. Yeah. Okay, but it's BarbaQuest, and it's. It, yeah. it, and it's on Hulu, but I want people to know about it because if they're on the fence of getting Hulu, this is an option. This is something that they could watch on their phone, tablet, laptop. It is, so the Beef Loving Texans, they're the ones that sponsor. That's the Texas Beef Council. It is on their website as well. So if you don't have. A oh, Hulu cool. Okay. I didn't know that. Okay. Mm-hmm. All the episodes are all there too. Yeah. Ah, okay, cool. That's good. That's awesome. So if you're on the, if you're on the fence of Hulu, and you want to watch other Hulu stuff, you can get that and watch BarbaQuest or watch it on that. I'll put a link to that below. But they, they're really great and they're really well produced. And you've been, you've gone around with a lot of people that I've had on the show or that I've wanted to have on the show or that people in this, the barbecue industry know. But I also want people to get to know you better and so they know you, like your background. So well, let's start. I, you, you were born in Georgia, right? Weren't you? Yeah, but I was, I only lived there for like a few weeks. I think. Oh, really? Yeah, like people are always like, if you search my name, it says Augusta, Georgia, but I'm I'm here to settle it once and for all. Okay, okay. good, good. That's... I am a native Texan because <laughs> <laughs> I stayed in Georgia, and it's true. I am an army brat. My ancestors settled in Brennan, Texas, right outside of Houston, and then. Oh, really? My dad grew up in Wichita Falls, Texas. That's where he met my mom. And then he joined the army. So 
then I was born in Augusta, Georgia. Then we moved to Arizona, Virginia, Kansas, and then Texas. Yeah. And then Texas, but I was in, I've been in Texas since I was eight and a lot of my family is already here. So, yeah. but what was that like traveling around that much? What were, were you at an age where that was okay or was that difficult? Uh, I think, I mean, it wasn't fun. Like when you're younger, that's when you're kind of like learning how to form friendships and relationships and maintain them. Yeah. So I think that it was hard for me. I think it's been hard for me, like as an adult and like in high school and stuff, figuring out how to maintain friendships because I'm very much that friend where I'm like, we'll hang out a bunch and then I'll disappear or whatever. <laughs> like hey what's up let's go out like you know what I mean and they're and like oh I wanted you every week I don't yeah yeah I get that yeah I think I'm the same way yeah it's like not a thing I'm like what and they're like we haven't spoken in six months I'm like oh okay <laughs> yeah time time maybe time's a different concept for you yeah I don't know but yeah it was it was tough and and it's also tough growing up in a military town because we settled in like Harker Heights Texas which is Colleen, Texas, Fort Hood. Um, so like a bunch of your friends, you'd make friends and then they would move away. So oh, that makes sense. I know. Yeah. I never thought about that. Yeah. Yeah. So they would leave too, but I mean, um, it also helped me be, I'm not very shy socially. So I guess it could help. It helps that way as well. Where I'm just like, Hey, what's up? Yeah. Or independent. Maybe it helps you with your independence too. Do you think? Yeah. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. And you see so many different cultures and you know, you're exposed to different people. And yeah. I, I don't feel like I lived in a little bubble either. So that was also a, a good thing about it. But you definitely wanted to reside in Texas, right? What are you planning on? Because you moved to Austin pretty quickly, right? Yeah, right after I graduated high school, I moved to Austin. Um, I lied to my parents. I said I was gonna stay in college and I didn't. <laughs> um, <laughs> They're finding out right now. <laughs> <laughs> let's, hope, let's hope they already knew that <laughs> yeah. I always knew that I wanted to be in the film industry because I grew up doing theater like um when we were when we lived when we moved to Texas I joined like the local theater Viva Las Arts and I did plays there and I always knew that I wanted to pursue a film career and so um Austin was the closest like place that I could do that and at the time we had a lot of shows filming here like it was Friday Night Lights it was a lot of ABC shows um so I moved here right when that was ending <laughs> <laughs> so your timing is excellent <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you have no sense of time and your timing is wonderful so yeah, yeah. <laughs> so but but you still wanted to pursue it and so is there because I don't think of Austin as a town like LA where I'm from and I just it feels very movie tv centric but I guess a lot of people there's a lot of places outside of Los Angeles that people do a lot of filming and did it completely dry up on you or well what happened is um they got rid of the tax incentives so people would come uh, and film Texas and like you know Robert Rodriguez has his studios here Richard Linklater went to UT and so they would tell people about the town and it's it's got you know Texas especially Austin you drive in any direction a couple of miles and it's a completely different landscape. So it's True. a great place to film. Oh yeah. Um, and it, 
the government just, they got rid of the tax incentive. So it's not um, financially feasible for all these big productions to film here anymore. And we've gained a few back in the years, uh, in the past years, but I'm really hoping in the next couple of years that they can bump up those tax incentives again, because yeah, neighboring states like New Mexico, they're, it's huge and it's really impacting the co economy in a really positive way. So I just feel like we're missing out on some really great opportunities and after the pandemic, I think people have realized that they don't have to live in huge places like LA where it's on fire. No yeah. And yeah, definitely. Yeah. The state, the state tax is insane and like ridiculous. It's not very conducive for business. It really, it, I don't even, it's hard to believe that the industry even exists here. Yeah. It, I mean, it's wild. It's yeah. wild. I mean, I've been to LA and like, I, I really think it's beautiful. It's, you know, you've got the beaches and the ocean and, but I, I never want to leave Austin. I never want to leave Texas because I am a Texas girl and I've lived in Austin now longer than I've ever lived anywhere else, you know, and there's just so many creative and talented people here. And like oh, yeah. the community here, both film and barbecue, like everybody is so supportive of each other and they really are. There's none of that weird undertones of competition mm -hmm. in Texas. Like that's definitely the difference I feel between here and LA. Yeah, no, and I felt when I lived there for a year, as we were talking about off camera, I yeah. would talk to people, I go places and they talk to me and I felt weird because it was like in LA, when someone talks to you, they want something from you or they're trying to get, there's an angle where they just wanted to talk. And I thought, oh, that's such a nice, that's hospitality. That's what Southern hospitality almost, it's just it felt. It's completely. a real thing. Yeah. yeah. It's so funny because there are a lot of like, I see a lot of California license plates here now and like, I, again, I'm weird and I strike up conversation from the grocery store and I don't really care. And yeah. um, it's so funny to, you can tell when people don't live here because they're very hesitant to talk to you. Like, why are you chatting with me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's About, yeah. because it is unusual, but it's, it's unusual in the best way because how do you get to know people? How do you get to know about life and how everything works unless yeah. you talk to people? Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's sad. Yeah. We're in our little bubbles here. I think it's just kind of everyone and everyone's driven by their own not everyone but like but there's a lot of self-motivation like there's yeah self -driven. so it's just it's just a weird weird landscape but it was it was nice and but you've you said Brenham do you have family in Brenham right now I mean I have distant relatives oh. um I haven't really met any of them that's oh. like my dad's extended extended family that's still okay. there um most of them are in like Wichita Falls or if they're not there they've migrated to Dallas I have Chicago and Arkansas they're kind of all over now <laughs> yeah so when you went around for barbecue ass did you see any of those people like in Wichita Falls or uh, like did you get a chance to or do they it's, it's or is it a pretty tight schedule when you're it's so tight we do so much in such a short amount of time yeah it's crazy you pack a lot into each episode when did so how did that come about was that do you have to audition for that I did I worked in the restaurant industry for a long time and like you know, I've, I've, I'm familiar with the restaurant industry. Um, I worked at a steakhouse for like six or seven years. So I knew beef and meat cuts. And like, I think I'm also one of the few actors that's also like not vegan. <laughs> so I think that helps yeah. me out. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Yeah. So they were, yeah, they just, they were, it was a regular casting call and it was so weird because I read the casting call and they were looking for somebody with like barbecue experience or who was interested. And I was like, Oh, that's not me. Like I love barbecue, but like, I don't, I know beef cuts, but like, that's it. Yeah. And so 
I didn't apply. And then the deadline passed by like a day. And then I messaged my friend who was the casting director and I was like, screw it, I'm just gonna do it. And so I turned in the audition late and they accepted it and I got a call back and yeah, I just had to go in a room full of Texas beef people. It was, it was such a bizarre audition. Yeah, what because was it? They were, it was like a huge semicircle of probably 15 people. And you had to recite the like show's opening monologue, which was pretty long. And I was like freaking out outside in the lobby, like, oh my God, I'm not going to get through this. And you can always hear what other people are doing. And like, nobody was getting through this monologue. And I went in there and I just did it. And I was like, oh my God, that's crazy. And then they gave me a taco and they were like, can you eat this taco for us in front of us? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even remember that the producer reminded me that the other day and I was like oh yeah you guys did make me eat a taco in front of 15 people on camera <laughs> they all watched like I wonder what they're all thinking when I guess they have to see if if it's messy or like or not messy like, or... yeah what if I was like Wah. did you have to describe it like how you what you were tasting or they said just eat a taco that's just the strangest that's a great takeaway from this oh my I'm, god I don't remember I bet I had to I describe guess... it yeah, they must have had some sort there must have been obviously yeah, like, there's some sort of reason but yeah. you must have eaten the taco really well yeah. and that was or maybe it was like let's see if she'll eat a taco if she'll eat a taco in front of us she's got the job but like everybody's like i'm not gonna eat a taco in front of you guys that's just the most <laughs> bizarre <laughs> i'm sure i was so nervous i hadn't eaten that day so i was like sure yeah. i'll eat a taco <laughs> okay well, you made it through the and you made it through the monologue, so that, that yeah you got the dialogue all correct. So that's but then did you when you found out did you were you were, did they say this is going to be multi season or were they just trying to do one season or what was their goal? We've never known. We've never like Beef Council producers. We always are like, okay, we're doing this season and we'll see how it goes and where it goes from there. So like, I mean, I don't know if we'll get in a season four. Like, I hope it's a fantastic job. I've been really lucky and really spoiled. And but yeah, we have I have no idea. They're each season's different, not just that you go to different places, but it has a different tone and vibe. It feels it feels like it's it's evolving as a show. Ooh, I'm glad to hear, yeah, I'm glad to hear you say that. Have you noticed? I know the reason, but have you noticed any differences between season three any other two seasons besides the fact that I get like a co-host the whole season have you like felt I, a difference I felt the difference I felt it just it just seemed like a different like I remember watching at the beginning and because I was I'm, I'm always curious about barbecue content because I'm just curious how people what people do and it felt like yeah just it just feels tighter I guess I don't I don't know and it yeah, and it definitely, it, maybe the producing might be even a little bit different. It just the production, but also technology has changed. So perhaps it's maybe filmed in 4K. I don't know. Yeah, that's a good question. I don't know. Interesting. I mean, this is like, a, I'm quizzing you. Sorry. Yeah, I know. Yeah, you, I'm on the spot. <laughs> I'm sure I'm guessing the wrong thing, but it does feel different. It's uniquely I mean, different. No, I agree with you. I do feel like it is tighter. Um, the interesting thing is, uh, so the, the camera guys for our first two seasons are now the directors. So they, oh. they, they directed the, the last season. So Brent McCorkle, he was the director of the first two seasons and he, his career is just blown up. Like he's been directing like Lionsgate movies and stuff. And like, that's why um, I know that name. Okay. Yeah. He's, he's fantastic. And he was the one that paved the way of like what this show was really going to kind of be totally. And then he, 
you know, he's been doing other stuff. So he kind of passed the torch to the the, the camera guys who are their own production company oh. who are amazing at what they do. And because we're, we've kind of been this well-oiled machine, we already, we just kind of know how to talk to each other and I know what they want. And like, um, I agree with you. They, they've, they've definitely just like, they've tightened it and they really, I feel like we've, we really found our stride this season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like it's it's if someone just started watching this season, mm-hmm. it, it would be interesting for them to go back and look at those because it's it, it's it, it maybe it jumps around a little bit too in the last like the first in the first season like I felt like it was it just just it, it didn't feel maybe as cohesive like if okay. you went to Houston I don't know it just it it was great but also yeah. too I feel like this there's a through line through every episode and interesting yeah and i guess you had different like you did in season one was season one the one where you were with daniel and then you were also with chris shepherd or was chris shepherd was in the first chris shepherd was the first season daniel was season two two, two okay. um, but that's also probably a reason that it feels a little different is because every single episode was a different co-host yeah. so they all it was such a different dynamic whereas jess has definitely made this season more cohesive and we have you know we're developing our relationship on camera as well yeah. like um she was my co-host for the very first episode the very first season and so um we kind of already knew each other we've stayed in touch a little bit but it was fun to be able to like just you know shoot the shit with her yeah. and learn so much yeah her and her knowledge was like I, I talked to her back then and I've talked to her now yeah. and just seeing what she's doing now, you could just tell that she, her knowledge is off the charts. Like she is just, I didn't know meat science was a degree and yeah. she's got a master's in it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And she got it during the pandemic and she, she's just a stud and she's just, and she's, she, she explains things really well. Like when you guys are trimming the briskets, it's just very, it's educational as well as fun. It's yeah, it's really this, this season is my favorite season, but I do like places. I like when you went to Marfa and to Big Ben and did all mm-hmm. that. With that was because of places I really want to go. And Chris oh, cool. Shepard, it's I love watching you know, Chris Shepard and the Night Sea Lake, the Fijis on Anderson. It was was one of my favorites. I yeah. cried in the final scene of that episode. Those were real tears, guys. I got so emotional. Really? Okay, <laughs> I'll have to look back at it. When I got a chance to talk to Chris Shepard, when I got a chance to interview him, I think I interviewed him in his car, but I was like so. Because I'm enamored by him. I think I think I love what he does. I think he's such a a force, and he's just so you know. He's such a good person, and mm. what he's doing with the restaurant community in Houston is just yeah, it's so beautiful. Everybody I interviewed that episode, you know, Aaron and and Patrick, like that was one of my favorite episodes to film because so it was far. just good people. And I'd watched that back then. And I, when I rewatched, was rewatching everything to talk to you, I saw that. And I'm like, oh, I forgot that they were, oh, this was so good. And it was at Greenway Plaza and yeah. Chris. And it was just so, I'm like, oh, I love this so much. Yeah. Yeah. They're one of my top three favorites. I loved Fiji so much. That bulgogi glazed short rib, I can't, I dream about it. I haven't gone <laughs> back yet. I need to. Well, and they have the, the new location in Spring Branch. I know um, I don't have to go to a shopping mall anymore. <laughs> yeah, and they don't have, and that, but this is also too like this. This they have the, they they pair with wine and they have a different menu. They have all the regular barbecue favorites, but they also have oh. an extensive menu and it's open for lunch and dinner. It's just a whole thing. Like it's that's just, the like, cool thing about them. Like Aaron and Patrick have the perfect like restaurant marriage as far as because she has that fine dining background and and he's like the pit master barbecue mm-hmm. dude. You have these like 
you know, wine pairings, but with gourmet sides, yeah. which are not a barbecue thing, but you're like, this has to be a barbecue mm-hmm. thing. And but Patrick also has like a chef brain, but he's also, he's jumped so much into barbecue and he's known for his whole hog. And it's just, it's amazing. They're both, and they're just both good people. And that's, they are, uh, they're really good people. Yeah, and that's why, like I had mentioned that I talked to Aaron today, I, I interview with me because we have a bar, wine and barbecue show. And it was just so, I said, I'm going to talk to Kelsey. And he was, oh, please tell her hello because she was they're the cutest i wish their son still had a mullet i'm saying it right now here. i wish you never shipped your kids mullet. i'm gonna take that little part i'll email to <laughs> tonight just so that she but it's funny i did i did i was i was texting her like something about the show and i said my phone said snail instead of email and then i, I said i told her i said yeah my phone because you know my iphone is constantly i think it wants to make me it wants to kill me I, my iphone hates me and i think i'm a firm believer in that yeah, yeah. and and it's just, it's just terrible but, but it but so i told her that it said snail and she said that uh wyatt must have taken your phone for a, a moment like because <laughs> <laughs> Wyatt loves snail so does he that's yeah, so yeah, apparently <laughs> that's good. but it's but so throughout the throughout the seasons like i think that you had said to i think it might have been an instagram post or something that you had a favorite place, but I don't like you don't have a favorite, but do you have a favorite? Is it a favorite favorite or or a new favorite? Or is this I'm sure favorites change, but I, they do change. I okay. So every place that we've been on the show is already like up here. Like yeah. these are the creme de la creme. We we you know, we take advice from people and certain lists that come out. I'm being specific. So it's like, there's no getting better than these places. Yeah. But the the reason that I love a few of these places just a little bit more, and this is me personally, because they're all amazing, is that they're doing the thing where it's, it's traditionally cooked barbecue, but they are putting a twist on it oftentimes culturally. So Fijis was definitely one of my favorites because of the fine dining sides and they're putting a twist, but they're still, you know, cooking in a traditional way. Um, But, you know, it's a bulgogi glaze, which is not traditional. Mm -hmm. But then this season, I was super impressed with Blood Brothers. I really loved um, Curry Boys. Um, And then one of my top favorites was Panther City because, you know, these are people who they never sought out to open a barbecue restaurant. It was just so natural. They were co- doing family cookouts in their backyard and, you know, they have, they're Mexican. So they have like this, these flavorful Mexican dishes that they're now integrating with barbecue. And it's just unreal. Yeah, that, yeah, that, elote, so that, that, that looks, that was, every time I see Panther City and I, it's just so, they're just, yeah, they're so off good. the charts. Like it looks, their food looks so good. It looks so consistent. And it looks, yeah. and they and they're expanding. I think that I saw that they now have like a whole outdoor thing. Like it's like even for I think they they're making a joke about turf and Dallas Cowboys or something. So, but yeah, yeah, but it was something. Yeah. But it was still like it's still they're so I'm so happy for them. And they have a bar I think now, right, or something. Okay. So when we went out there, it was kind of like an outdoor seating barbecue situation. But I think that they've built this whole building now. And yeah, I think so too. Bar and outdoor. Um, I haven't been back since, but um. I mean, yeah, they're definitely expanding and growing, and I hope that they're getting a lot of business. Yeah, know, they're the more people find out about them. Everything, everything, every time I've seen like Daniel post or anybody posts anything from Panther City, it just it looks spectacular. And you talking with Chris, that was such a nice conversation, and everything looks so plated, so interesting. And it wasn't 
yeah, it wasn't your standard Trinity, Texas Trinity. It was definitely outside the box. And yeah. Blood Which Brothers is great. Texas Trinity, traditional Texas barbecue yeah. will always be my heart and soul. But it's just so interesting the way that barbecue is evolving. But even when you went to Interstellar, Interstellar, he puts his spin on stuff that mm-hmm. is crazy. Yeah, but it's mm-hmm. so weird. Like the restaurant industry success, a lot of the times has nothing to do with the quality of food. You know, yeah, it's just like, true. you know, what's the venue? How much is the rent there? Traffic, like it sucks. Mm-hmm. You went to Laura this season too. We did. And how there are- um it's great another place that's marrying different cultures with barbecue and i think they're opening their third location so they have one in houston right they open which maybe dallas is they open a dallas yeah it's um houston dallas and austin yeah crazy yeah it's wild yeah because yeah. I, I, I talked to stacy franklin a while back because i hadn't <laughs> had a chance to have her on the show and she's fan, like amazing she's so amazing like because she's like the unsung hero of Franklin barbecue, but it was interesting to hear about Laura a little bit. And it's somewhere that I've been curious about because people don't talk about it a lot, but I know that it's busy, right? It's Oh, it's insane. Anytime I finally went with my husband a few weeks ago, cause I was like, we have to eat at Laura in Austin. It's here. I've been to the other one. Like we have to eat here, but there is always a line and it's so hard to get in that restaurant. Really? Wow. Interesting. Yeah. I didn't know that. I didn't. I didn't know that. It's just. It's just funny how how places can be really busy without you hearing about it. Being I know. Yeah. No yeah. advertising. I mean, it's just. Yeah. It's word of mouth. But that's what good food does. Like yeah, you yeah. know. So ha- so have have all these been associated with the Texas Beef Council? Yes. 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 Um. Yeah. They're the ones that make the show. They own the show. They produce the show. It's it's them behind all of okay. it. Okay. But it just seems like it's more highlighted that it's a paid promotion. I mean, not promotion, but a, a paid thing by that. I don't know why. This season, it seems like on Hulu, it says below. And I didn't, it doesn't say it for season, I don't think, one or two. Oh, really? Okay. But I know that yeah. the Texas Beef Council's always been, I've always heard that it was theirs, but I didn't know. Yeah, yeah. I don't know why. I don't know. Maybe they had to. Like, yeah, this is a really good show. We should put our name on it. <laughs> yeah, more. maybe people should start to. And what is, what can you explain what the Texas Beef Council is? What should people know? Is it something that they should be looking for? So the Texas Beef Council is, is an agricultural society that represents the the farmers, the, the the cattle farmers of Texas. So that's what the Texas Beef Council does. And I would say just go to the Texas Beef Council website where you can learn about the organization and and how it's funded and everything. And also something really cool about them is like they have recipes on there. Oh, so if you're cool. like, yeah. And a lot of the times, um, if you're watching, if you watch the the uh, Barbara Quest episodes on there, they will feature some of the recipes, like their version of the recipes that oh. some of the masters are doing on the show. And Jess oh, has cool. like made some really great recipes as well that are featured on the website. So I would definitely check out t- uh, Texas Beef Council. Oh, that's cool. And and did you? Did you... Beeflovingtexas.com. Sorry. <laughs> okay. So, Beeflovingtexas.com. Did you know that Jess was going to be your co-host? How did that come about? Did, it's a perfect. It's perfect match. It worked out yeah. really well. But so we knew that there was going to be a third season, but then the pandemic happened. So we were on pause for almost two years, which yeah. is not fun. And yeah, they just came to me and they're like, we want to do a different format um, because we've kind of visited most of the regions and we were just looking at doing something else. And she has so much knowledge and she does her own, you know, videos. So she's great on camera. 
that they thought that it would be like a perfect partnership and, and they've worked with her a lot before. So they already had a relationship with her. I have worked with uh, her on episode before. Um, and I think it also is just great to have two women be like representatives of the Texas Beach sure. because it is such a male centric mm-hmm. industry. So yeah. I thought it was the perfect match. No, it was perfect. And I, I just, and especially I love like the, the first, the, I think the first episode you guys talked to Grant Pinkerton and that was just such a cool intro to and then going to see the farmers the cattle rancher like it was that it's it's really that maybe that's what makes it so special this season it's just there's a lot of knowledge that's and and it's just yeah it's it's really 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 well done I really like yeah I think it was a perfect way to introduce like the agricultural side and like cattle farmers into it because a lot of people feel you know weird about you know, seeing where their food comes from. But I think that it's an honor, you you know, you're eating this delicious food and you're seeing that, you know, you're meeting the hardworking people who are responsible for it. And I think that that's super important to give them some praise and be like, these people, this isn't a hobby. These people are up at the rise of dawn and, you know, they don't go to bed until the sun's down and it's, it's hard work. I mean, I I learned a lot. I was so happy season and they take great pride in what they do yes and a lot of the times it's a family business where they grow up you know learning and expanding upon that knowledge with their family yeah it's nice and it's nice to showcase them i think that's that's important and i hope that if there is a season four and season five i hope that you guys are able to continue to do that because that nice and it puts a face to it it makes it to not feel like an industry as much as it's 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 people and that's kind of why i like i like to do these too it's because i like people to put a face to something before they go to maybe a barbecue joint or the, before they do something so that they totally. it's, it, per, yeah, it personalizes it it's not just someone putting out food from the back and you never see it it's just but it is we're bombarded by so much social media these days it's a I know, it's a little I bit know. overwhelming i feel like if i got like shot on the street people would just film it and then <laughs> not, not help me like one person would come to help me but the rest would just try to make sure they captured like it just feels it's like such a weird or, or weird film first time. like film first help later kind of when we're in, yeah. that, in that kind of thing but also speaking of which which is not really a segue Jake was state farm. How did, like, how was that experience? Like, it's such a random thing that I, and I just found out about it today. I was looking through additional things just to get some more background about you. And mm-hmm. you were, were you in just one state farm commercial or are you in? Yeah. Yeah. This was during the pandemic. That was a weird one. Um, I think that was one of the only commercials I did during the pandemic, just because with COVID and testing and isolating, it was too expensive for a lot of things to be that shot. Sense, yeah. So they had him out at a house for months here in Austin, just like isolating and churning out commercials. Oh, was that what he was doing? Uh. It was weird, but it was like such a dope house and like, <laughs> he's such a nice guy. And I actually have some mutual friends with him. So it wasn't like, you oh, know, really? he was, like, yeah. So, you know, we had some things in common there and it was such a weird process because we were directed by, this is a comedy sketch. They, <laughs> The director was on an iPad that was attached to like a computer thing that he could move. Oh my gosh. Oh, directing us from that. It was so funny. Like, do you, did you ever watch Saved by the Bell where like mm-hmm. Screech has that yeah, robot? Yeah, yeah, right. yeah, that's, like, a, that's, that's what it was. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, what is happening? Because it, um, it was because it was in the heart of the pandemic, so. It was in the heart of the pandemic. And I think the director, I don't know where he was. He might've been international. 
but he he was just too much for him to fly in or something and so he was just like they just directed it via oh my gosh i wish you had that would be an interesting to see like i wonder how many people had to do i'm, I'm sure tons of people did it's just oh i bet there are some creative ways people were getting filming that yeah, yeah yeah that's really crazy and you did say is it okay to say that his name is kevin his name is kevin yes so, so everyone jake from state farm is actually kevin yes it is but, but, but jake from state farm is better it's uh it, it rolls off the tongue better than i'm kevin from state farm that's i guess I like, well because it's guess. just one syllable so it's jake from state farm yeah that's so quick yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and it's like and it was like the very early on commercial and it changed like the actor changed but it was a very clever it was a very clever commercial because it felt yeah. very like he was cheating uh, on his wife and like a, that was it was like it's funny too because there are certain commercials that just stick and then it's amazing how the characters continue for year after year and and because i'm taking care of my mom she's mm. like she's like tells me these like she tells me stories like i'll like i'll hear her laughing when because i'm helping her i hear her laughing and she's watching golden girls and so i'm like oh why what was funny and she was then she'll tell me the whole episode and i'm like i don't really need to get a rehash of <laughs> the entire Golden <laughs> or she'll like a commercial she'll she gets sucked into the storylines of of these commercials because she watches a lot of tv while she's recuperating and so yeah. i guess that's the whole point is to get sucked into the storylines and there's there's been over the years like like you know, Folgers of like commercials that Pat like went like eight eight connected to one or something. Which yeah. is commercials are more clever than people realize. Great they, marketing. Yeah. yeah. Some are just yeah. awful and terrible and annoying. But then there's also a you know, lot of them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've yeah. been in a lot of those as well. <laughs> so what's what does the future hold for you? What do you want to do you want to do a lot of because you said off camera that you want to do a lot more stuff for yourself. Are you gonna be creating do you, are you, do you write and do, do all that? Yeah. So, um, I've been producing more, um, my husband, he's a director. And so I've been producing music videos for him. Um, oh. one of the ones that we recently did was for Scotty McCreary. He was on American Idol. I don't know. Yeah. I know the name. Yeah. He's like huge in the country world now. And so we, I produced the music video for his single damn straight and oh, cool. it when it premiered at number one on the Apple charts, like, so producing has been doing really well. <laughs> I've been doing really well with producing. Nice. That works. Um, yeah. So I just like having more control over it because being in front of the camera, you have the least control of anybody in the industry. It's up oh. to them to hire you based off of your looks, or maybe they hate your hair, or I've heard the wildest reasons of why an actor does not get a job. And I also think that now is the it's a great time for you to produce your own content. There's so many different avenues and streaming services. Mm-hmm. There really isn't an excuse for you to not get your own projects off the ground. So I've, I've written a script and hopefully I can get that off the ground. I want to start a campaign right here, Kevin. Okay. I need to get on CW's Walker, Texas Ranger. Okay. okay. All right. Dude's an Austin guy. I'm looking at the, this is so aggressive, yeah, but I that's... want people to go on the CW Walker, Texas Ranger Instagram. And I want you to tag me and say okay. that you need me to be on the show. Okay. I'll do that for you. Guys, it's insane. And I can't get an audition for this. It's insane. I'll put a, I'll put a link. It was just nice to get to know you. And hopefully, so, so all the different places that people can see what you're doing are what, are, what's your, what's your Instagram? What's your, are you on Twitter too? I did have a Twitter and then it was so toxic. I was like, I don't feel like I should smart. know everything. That's smart. Thoughts. 
<laughs> yeah. No, I started um, following a lot of like zoo stuff and now all the algorithm changed. I have all animal and zoo. It's beautiful. Oh, beautiful. Uh, yes. Nice, that's that's what my here. algorithm is. My algorithm on Instagram is like really cute, fluffy animals, but then also like miniature things. Like I love like people oh, who build miniature kitchens and then they cook in the miniature kitchen. It's awesome. That's such a cool. I've heard yeah. there's, I've heard there's a miniature construction world too. Like what? there's people that are into like miniature construction stuff and then they do, yeah. I'll have to look for it if I find it all. I remember yeah, send that to me. Yeah. I think I was listening to a podcast and I think it was Seth Rogan and he was that yeah, Seth Rogan. And he was talking about how he and somebody else are obsessed with miniature construction sites or something. Oh my God, that makes me so yeah. happy. So I'll find it if I can find it ever. Yeah, DM that. But okay. yeah, at, at Kelsey Pavilski at okay. whatever. And how do you spell your last name? P-R-I-B-I-L-S-K-I. But it was so great to meet you. It was so great to talk to you. I hope people will get a chance to see the episodes and they should go back and see all of them. I think they they all serve a purpose. They're different now than they were the first season, but I, they're all great. And I hope you get more seasons because maybe you get to go like outside of Texas. Maybe, maybe, maybe you get to go, yeah, or outside of America. Outside, oh, that would be so dope. Yeah, but I, I mean, guess it doesn't yeah. really fall in line with their <laughs> strategic goal. But well, thank you so much for having me. Like, this is so fun. I love talking to people who have actually like seen the show but aren't a part of making it because we're definitely biased. Yeah. But yeah, I encourage people to watch season three, but then definitely backtrack because you're right; it's a different vibe. Every episode's a different like co-host in previous seasons. Mm -hmm. We're going to different places. And the one thing that I really love that people are doing is they're like messaging me like where they plan on going for barbecue road trips. And that cool. sounds so fun to me. So yeah, I want people to like DM me where mm -hmm. you're going to visit in Texas. And let you know what, what it was like, right? That would be great. That'd be fun. Yeah. To create. yeah. That's, and that's what, that's why you're doing it's connections and helping people and, and getting people out there and get, get like outside of their little bubble. And so they can try different things and, Totally. I mean, I, I, like I've said before, I'm not like a barbecue expert by any means. I am learning with the audience. And so it's super fun for me to connect with the audience and for them to be like, oh yeah, that is cool. That is fun. And I learned something too. So I, yeah, I always love it when people are like contacting me about what they've seen and nice, you know, yeah. Well, it's cool too. It's, it's cool too, to see the landscape of Texas and how different it is and how it changes. And from north to south, the east to west. It's, it's, it's a mat and it's massive too. There's a lot of, a lot of land. You don't crazy. drive 14 hours and you'll still be in Texas. <laughs> and you're going 85 miles an hour. It's wild. It's uh, so big. Yeah. It's, yeah. That's crazy. Have you, have you ever, because we'll end it with, have you ever seen an armadillo? Yes. I saw one the other night. I've never seen one in person. <gasps> they're quick. They're really quick. <laughs> I've yeah. seen videos. I love them. I think they're so interesting, but they're they're probably annoying to people that like certain people that they tear up a lot. And maybe they don't they tear up yards and stuff. People love them or hate them. I think. Yeah, I think the same is with deer as well. Like oh, yeah, I yeah. was at the park today on a run, and it's we got so much rain recently, so everything's green. So all the deer were out feeding. Oh. I, was thinking to myself, I was like, people don't get to see this all the time, and I take it for granted. And a lot of the times they're jumping in the middle of the road. So I think they're annoying, but like yeah. they're magical to other people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I think that would be, that would be such a great experience to be running and seeing deer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I post that video. I took a video of them. Cool. Yeah, yeah. I like to see it. No, I, and I, but I also, then there's my aunt who lives up in Northern California, who the deer eater roses. And she, she doesn't want to kill them because she's like that kind of person. She's just passive, but yeah. she doesn't like them. 
annoying. Yeah. Yeah, they're eating they're roses. They're so cute and magical, but they're so annoying sometimes. Yeah. So that's with everything you love. <laughs> Yeah, I guess that's the, there it is. That's like life in a nutshell at the end. Well, well, thank you so much, Kelsey. All right, thank you so much. All right, thank you. All right, take care. Bye. I wanted to stay true to like where barbecue came from. This is classic Texas barbecue. We're not going to change. I'm trying to make great food that I love. I try to make sure that there are no compromises in the quality of it. This is so different than anything I've seen barbecue-wise, but I'm not mad about it. No. <laughs> you can come in here and really have your mind blown. Being in the kitchen growing up, uh, running around with our grandma or grandpa cooking, all these flavors right here were a little part of that. So we just really took that and ran with it.